Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, Friday. Good to be with you. Uh, it's Friday. It's about 725-ish, which means... I just texted a few of my... Um, which means, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're coming back. We're about to talk to Brooks Cabina here on the, uh, on yeah. the show. No, uh, I know we're back. I forgot we were talking to Brooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. going to tell you about my friends from Philly and what they said about Angelo Cataldi. The so people we'll, loved we'll do that later on. Cataldi yeah. on the text page. My God. All right, we'll get to that. Uh, Brooks Cabina, the Houston Chronicle, joins us here on the uh, program as he does uh, each and every week at this time. How are we doing, Brooks? Doing all right. Um, I, I hope uh, it's not too loud over here from the Mexico City Airport. Um, I had the phone in here a bit, so we'll uh, we'll got Where? some Texans to talk about, but uh, gonna try and. Uh, Get some of that off season time too. Oh, okay. So where where are you? You're in Mexico. Or you're headed to Mexico. I'm I'm sitting in the uh, the Sea the Hall of the Mexico City Airport. Okay. Yeah. Are you connecting to yeah. somewhere tropical, or are you in Mexico City? I am. Okay. I am. I'm connecting somewhere, but I'll leave that. Okay. Uh, yeah. We don't want to give up your, your whereabouts. No. Anybody find me? Yeah. No. We don't need that for you. Uh, of course. Um. So. Uh, it looks like Clint Kubiak is going to San Francisco. Um, the, right. the rumors had been he was he could could have been coming here to be on D'Amico Ryan's staff. What's your sense on where we are with the full staff announcement? Right, like what do you from what you can piece together? What are the things that are left to do? At least from the things we know that have been reported publicly for D'Amico Ryan's and the staff. Yeah, it, they've got their main structure in place. Um, I mean, they've obviously got their offense coordinator, defensive coordinator. Um, they're, uh, they've, they've made their decisions on whether who's going to be retained or not. And then it's just piecing together the uh, position coaches and um, different support roles of uh, um, uh, whether you want, you know, different kind of pass run game type coordinators that uh, we see in, in different coaching staff. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was part of the question. Um, you know, how much D'Amico Lyons was able to uh, take from his uh, San Francisco staff and also Clint Kubiak ties to uh, the Shanahan system. Um, you know, some of that's still getting sorted out after the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, still still piecing that together. I'm, I'm expecting that they'll be done with this um, next week and um, they're, they're still piecing that together. Speaking with Brooks Kamina from the Houston Chronicle. Brooks, Sean and I were just chatting earlier about um, kind of just the the energy of the fan base seems to be different without having won any extra games or anything like that. Have you noticed, um, do you get more angry emails in these last few weeks than you usually do this time of year? No. Um, I, I, the, the emails I've gotten mostly have just been about, um, you know, D'Amico Ryan's being hired and um, that there was a lot of energy around that. Um and questions about how they're going to make their picks. Um, I, I, I uh, sometimes try and ignore emails, but uh, I, you know, after a little while, you um, oh. you know, uh, get a chance to read them every now and then again. Just uh, trying to it's remove scary taking that plunge. And no, I know it's it's scary because usually it's uh, it's it, largely most of them are all very good and they give you something. But it's just every time you press the. Every time you press the open button, there's a chance that somebody's about to just unfurl a whole bunch of hatred on you. Yeah, I, I, I get, I get I, where you're coming I, from, buddy. The balance between actual like responses of stories and questions about the Texans to people like nitpicking my grammar 
is actually pretty pretty high. So, uh, <laughs> oh, really? Like I in a bad a way? You you get more grammar oh, critiques yeah. than anything. I had to. I sometimes I've had to screenshot secondary definitions of words and send it back to them. Be like, yeah, hey, appreciate it. You know, I. I, I I do know what this word means, but I, I, I'm glad that we have this relationship and that you paid 99 cents for six months to critique my writing, which is great. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a hell of a, it's a cheap hobby. 99 Brooks cents. Brooks being a professional elementary school student. That's right. Yes. That's right. Syntax. Exactly. Could have been a fifth grader. No <laughs> Brooks Cabina, Houston Chronicle, joining us. Hey, Brooks, a lot made this week out of Jim Ursay's comments at Shane Steichen's introductory press conference where... Not just once, but twice. He references uh, grooming a young quarterback. Uh, He mentioned specifically the kid from Alabama. Not by name, but we know who he's talking about. What did you make of Ursay's comments? Do you think they're just smoke, or do you think Jim Ursay is incapable of smoke? Well, I don't think he's incapable of it, but when when you just get an offensive mind as a head coach, and you're trying to generate excitement on the day of his press conference, I mean, the main thing everybody thinks about is Steichen's development of quarterback. So they have a number four overall pick. Um, you know, that obviously signals quarterback for that team. That I mean, Jim Irsay is the guy that pushed to make all the moves to uh, move beyond Carson Wentz and the, the cycle that followed that. So he wants to close that circle, and he certainly seems to have his target in mind. And, um you know, that's putting them – that also signals to other people that you're open to talk about trading for that kind of player. So um, does he need to say that out loud? No. Um, but I think it's part of that, you know, generating excitement and, um, you know, trying to figure out and say the, say the market's open that you're interested. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's a scenario where the Texans should be looking at at number two overall – um, and the Bears obviously open at the market at number one, trying to decide whether whether it's worth moving up one or um, you know whether they feel like they can get their guy at two. Have you gotten a sense? Because um, as you follow as you follow mock drafts, sometimes it's easy to start to get a false sense that guys are rising or falling. With right. C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Uh, it seems that there are some people that are just flat out opposed to draft, uh, like amongst NFL pr- people. There's some people that are, might like Br- uh, Bryce Young a lot, but they're just going to be flat out opposed to taking somebody who's smaller. Have you gotten a sense for the ratio when you talk to people from various um, teams and around the NFL? Like, uh, like what percentage of NFL teams, if you had to guess, just flat out wouldn't take Bryce Young if they had the number one overall pick? I I don't know if that's the case, right? I don't I don't know if I have a enough of a sample size across 32 teams those who i've talked to there have been some coaches who are definitely concerned about his durability and his size um that those are questions that can sometimes be answered by how does he train leading up to the nfl combine does he bulk up his body does he look uh bigger does he you know does he answer some of those questions and how he might develop beyond a college to a pro um but even still, his frame signals concerns that I know I've talked to a few coaches about. But whether that's, you know, the, the majority opinion across the league, I don't know. Uh, but they're, they're, I, from what I can glean, there's no question about his ability as a quarterback, his decisions as a, as a passer. Um, but as it relates to the Texans, 
um, you know, you, you look at a system and uh, that, that, you know, you, you just saw the 49ers have to deal with a bunch of injuries at quarterback. So they, they had to shift all the way down to their fourth string guy by the end of the NFC championship game. But I will also point out that a lot of those guys that were injured were kind of the prototype mold. So it happens even to the prototype mold. So, um, you know, there's a lot to be said about the frames, the size of those quarterbacks. But um, I think in the end, if the Texans are making a decision at quarterback, it's who between Stroud, Levis, Bryce Young fits what they're trying to do offensively. But um, I've been looking more at the defensive side recently this past week for the Texans. And that's just kind of the nature of mock drafting goes is like you start focusing on one aspect of the team. And all of a sudden you think they're, you start talking to coaches and people in the league and you're like, I think they're going to go defense or offense or whatever. That'll shift, I'm sure, um, as uh, my interest goes into it in the next couple of months. But, uh, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of the conversation I hear. Brooks, I, uh, we're talking to Brooks Cabini of the Houston Chronicle. Before we get you out of here and let you get on your plane so you can go sit on a beach, um, sure. you, you have a piece uh, that is either going up or has gone up on the Chronicle's website about Matt Burke, who I think a lot of Texan fans are probably not very familiar with other than just the, you know, just the profiles that they've read about his resume and things like that. But what can you tell us about the piece you've got going up and what you've learned about the Texans' new D.C.? He's the most interesting person I've written a story about since covering the Texans. Uh, I mean, this guy is, a, is just from – I've talked to people who are roommates of his at Dartmouth, teammates at Dartmouth, uh, coaches who worked with him in, in, in Miami and uh, Jim Schwartz who was his mentor with the Lions and such and all of them all of them say two things when he's a cerebral smart kind of philosopher type guy who has you know seen a lot um, in the world I mean he's traveled up to about 40 countries I mean the guy who has such a thrill for uh, uh, just adventure and it, 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 it like he, he once Bungie jumped off the second highest spot in the world in New Zealand, uh, he, he hikes with silverback gorillas in Uganda. Um, he's toured Turkey and um, sits, has, has been in like saunas in Iceland. I mean, all of the trips. I talked to a linebacker with the Lions who would say, every time he'd come back in the offseason, his beard would be a little bit longer, his hair would be a bit longer, and he'd have all these stories. And we're just sitting there like, what the hell? <laughs> he's just a, a kind of a really interesting guy, but defensively, um, uh, Jim Schwartz was talking to me. He said, like, whenever he was looking for people to hire as coaches, he's always looking for somebody smart enough to come from the Ivy League, but stupid enough to get into coaching. And when you think about when I when I started to think about Matt Burke and all of his adventures and why that makes sense for football, it's like he's had such a curious mind, and football fulfills that when you're sitting there studying film for hours at a time, imagining, you know, the curious answers of why, why, what do you do to counterbalance Peyton Manning and his pre-snap duels or the Texans outside zone reads. Those were things that he dug into early on in his career and uh, started to understand a lot about the front that, that D'Amico Ryan is familiar with and why he um, likes Matt Burke and um, it, it's, it's the Schwartz front that, Durante Jones, who uh, worked with him in Miami, um, uh, a lot of defensive coordinators coming out of that um, that that coaching staff across uh, across the NFL. Um, I mean, it's just it, it's 
it was described to me as like, you know, a, like if you imagined train tracks and the angle that's there, the people that are on the front are just going to go in that direction and just destroy blocks on their way into the backfield, just to simply put it, which means you have to have the kind of guys to do that scheme. You look at the 49ers, um, if you think about any Jim Schwartz defense, you got those stud defensive tackles, all pros like Albert Hainsworth and, and Dominic Sue. So when you think about what the Texans have defensively, Malik Collins was one of their best defensive players on the interior, but a lot of this draft talk is going to go around Jalen Carter in Georgia. And this is kind of what I was saying earlier, um, just how mock drafts tend to go. You start looking into one aspect and think of what would fit within the defense. And the Texans have a supreme need to stop the run and some help they need along the interior of the defensive line. You know, that all the things that they need offensively too, there's something to be said for a fulfillment on the interior and, uh, what Matt, Mert, what Matt Burke could do in his second time as this defensive coordinator when given the pieces would be interesting. And uh, I can't wait to actually have a press conference with the guy and, and talk about a lot of these things because he really is one of the most interesting people I've written about. Should be good. Should be good, no doubt. Brooks Cabina, Houston Chronicle. You can get that article he just talked about. Houston Chronicle. Uh, wait, is it Cron.com these days, Brooke, or is it Texas Sports Nation? It's uh, HoustonChronicle.com. HoustonChronicle.com. Um, yeah, cron.com is a separate news uh, newsroom, okay. and I do have to explain that yep. uh, on the street. Okay. So, there you go. Glad I asked. shows you what's po- – yeah, cron.com has a curious algorithm where every now and then you'll get a headline. It was like, wait, it's October and the Texans just hired a new defensive coordinator. Yeah, what the hell's going yeah. on? Okay, yeah. HoustonChronicle.com. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll, uh, I'll just – yeah, HoustonChronicle.com. There we go. Yeah, no, just say yeah. say say less, Brooks. That's that's good. Yeah, Houston Chronicle. Yeah. HoustonChronicle.com. Brooks, go get yourself some nice drinks on a beach somewhere. All right, man. All right, thanks. Take care. Uh, you too, Brooks Cabina, on his yeah, way I somewhere look tropical. To-